Every day, young people are rapidly becoming the leaders that will shape the world of tomorrow. Learn their stories. Hear their visions for the future. This is not about me and you or what is. This is about them and what's gonna be. This is not a podcast. This is a preview. This is a foreshadowing. This is a freaking time machine. This is Shades Required. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Shades Required. I am your host, Phil Hall. With me as always, Mr. Michael McIsaac. And our special guest tonight is Morgan Washburn. How are we doing, guys? Hello, hello. Hello. Good to be with you guys. I know it's been a while. It has. Yeah, Morgan, it definitely it's has. It's been a long time since we've seen you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That's great to hear. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. This is going to be fun. Lots of fun. Tons of fun. We sure hope so. So, Morgan, why don't you uh, start out by telling our audience just a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. Oh, boy. Um, well, I am currently um, working at Proctor Elementary School as a paraeducator. Um, I've previously worked in a few restaurants um, around Rutland County, and, you know, it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I think I finally kind of found what I want to do in life. Um, and yeah. Well, that's Era education. Exciting. That's great. I mean, that, that must be really fulfilling. It is. It's, it's really awesome when, especially when I'm trying to show my student how to do something and it takes them a bit to figure it out and then he finally clicks. It's a very rewarding thing. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. So um, take us just through your daily routine and what you do over there at Proctor. So, I mean, every day is obviously a little different depending on how my student is feeling that day and what's going on in his head. Um, start the morning like any other morning. Um, we're in the classroom for a little while, about an hour in the morning, and then the rest of the day is one-on-one -on -one work, and I work with him um, on different skills, spelling, um, math skills, just anything like that. Um, We'll go to our special, we have our recess and our lunch, and then it's just back to the learning again with the one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. And you and you, you have one student, correct? Just one? Correct, yes. Does every student in this program have a have their own personal paraeducator? Um, it really depends on what the students' needs are. Uh, some students don't need one specific person. Mm -hmm. um my student has autism and needs the one-on-one -on -one attention oh okay well that's wonderful it's great that they're there they they let you well it's good that the school provides someone like you for these kids because i'm sure that they are you know way farther along than if they didn't have you there every day working with them of course yeah yeah that's really cool that is really cool so uh Morgan, this is your, your first year as a paraeducator. Uh, we're about a month in, and uh, sounds like you like it. So that's awesome. Um, you must have must have learned quite a bit so far, I would imagine. Yes, every day I'm learning something new about my student and about the program. 
And I mean, every day does change depending on the mood. Maybe something I had learned worked the next day. It might not work. So it's really learning every single day. Yeah. And learning a lot of patience and flexibility, I'm sure. Especially patience. Yes. Sometimes it takes a little bit and people always ask me if it's a hard job and it's not hard. You just have to really be patient with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, you mentioned that, you know, you, you worked in a couple restaurants and now you know, you've taken on this paraeducator gig. Um, you, you said you kind of feel like you, you know, you've figured out what you want to do. So is, is that working in schools? Yes, I think I really, I've always kind of wanted to work in a school. Um, it was hard to even work in a school when I was still in high school. Um, and I'm not sure if paraeducating is going to be my forever thing. I'd really like to be a teacher at some point, but I wanted to start in paraeducating just in case, you know, I didn't like doing it. I didn't go to college for nothing and spend time and effort trying to be a teacher when I'm not even liking being in a school. Sure. Right. Of course. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Because how, how long ago did you graduate from high school? I graduated this year, actually. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, this is uh, this is something you're trying out fresh out of high school. Yes, I'm one of the youngest I think Proctor has had for paraeducators. I would I would believe that. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's really cool. Now, now, Morgan, how how were you able to jump right out of high school right into this? Um, so. The way I became a paraeducator so young was they have a test called the Parapro test. And you go in and you have three hours to complete the test. And it's 90 questions on basic elementary level um, things like reading, writing, and math. And you basically have to pass the test in order to become a para. And some schools will require an associate's degree on top of that. And some schools require an associate's degree or equivalent, which is the paraprotest. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Well, that's great that, that Proctor will let you do it just after you pass that test. I mean, that's, that's really cool because you're impacting people's lives like right away, like right out of high school. That's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's really rewarding. How I was the it. test? How was the test, Morgan? Was it pretty tough? It was a little stressful. Um, it made me think, wow, I should have paid more attention when it came to fractions in grade school. Um, it's in the math section, it's no calculator at all. And it's going to multiplying and dividing fractions and just things you don't really think about that you're going to have on a test like that. And I was completely oblivious on how to do it anymore. I was like, wow, I really don't know how to do this. <laughs> but yet you passed. I did. I don't know how I did, but somehow I did. Now, how did you prepare for the test? There's really no way to prepare. There are some things online you can look up practice tests, but they really don't make a difference because every test is different. Uh. So it's kind of just go into it and see what happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's really cool, though. I mean, it's I hear people that are in school for years and years to do what you're doing right now. So that's yeah. wonderful. Very cool. It's amazing. Yeah. So, Phil, what do you think? You think it's that time? Yeah, man. I'm ready for a game. 
Who's not? <laughs> Games are fun. Of course. All right, Morgan. Do you have, uh, you think you got three statements for us? I do. I prepared before I even came. Wonderful. All right. So the first one is that I'm a member of the 251 Club in Vermont. And if you're not aware of what that is, it means I've visited all 251 towns in Vermont. The second one. That's like, that's a, that's a bucket list thing for me. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, The second one is that I've never been on a plane. And then the third is that I'm related to the famous person in Vermont who took the popular picture of the Lake Champlain sea monster champ. Sea monster photographer. (laughs) Wow. Those are three good ones. Yeah. And I can see them all being true. Great. Wonderful. I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're making our guesses now, aren't we? Yes. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So no clue on the first one. Didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Not sure why it's a thing, but that's cool, though, regardless. Um, The never been on a plane. I feel like you like have told me that like in a study hall or when I was subbing for someone at one point in time. I thought I figured like that comes up. And then the sea monster, the, the champ thing. That's that's crazy. Cause like everyone knows that picture, but uh, I'm going to go with the lie is you have not, you, you're not the member of the 251 club yet. I think you're close. I don't think you're there yet. That is my pick. Phil. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I got the same gut on two. I was like, yeah, I feel like that's true. I feel like, I feel like that sounds familiar, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hmm. You know, number one, like part of me is like, man, if I'm not a member of that, how is Morgan who (laughs) over 10 years younger than me, right? Like how how could she be? But yet 10, I think if it's something, you know, maybe like you set out to do, you know, maybe, maybe it was something you did like as a kid with your parents. I, you know, I don't know. I, I can, I can, I can see that one. I, and sort of, I'm kind of, I'm selfishly hoping that's true. Cause that's really gonna um, like force me to get my button gear on that. So <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with number three. I'm going to say, um, you are not related to the famous person who, uh, took the photo of champ. So I'm going with number three as the lion. All right. We'll find out at the end who was right. If anyone. All right. Number two is going to be the lie. I know it right now. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so Morgan, I think it's very interesting. um, A comment you made, which I really want to applaud you on as, you know, someone who's spent their entire career in education and is now in an educational administration and knows quite a bit about the landscape of education. Because I think you said something really smart, which was you wanted to work in schools and see if that was a fit for you before, you know, making a huge investment into 
you know, what would, if you wanted to be a teacher would have to be a bachelor's degree, right. And in a teacher yeah. license program, or, you know, you could do it other ways, but yeah, I mean, that would be a big investment of, of time and money to do that. Um, and you wanted to work in schools first and, you know, that's, I think that's super smart because what we see a lot right now is, or what I've experienced a lot, I guess, you know, having gone through college as an education major and then and working in the field, you know, for the last decade or whatever it's been, um, a lot of people find that out, uh, that they don't really like working in schools or that they don't really want to be a teacher or that they don't really want to work with kids after having made some, if not all of that investment. Yeah. So uh, that's something I've seen, I, and especially right now, right? Because you're working in schools right now. So you kind of know a little bit about the, um, the heightened degree of difficulty uh, in, in every position, in, you know, in a school right now, which probably is true in, in any business right now. But I think it really mm-hmm. hits education because, you know, we, we get into education to build relationships and work with young people and, and have positive impact. And, you know, right now it's, it's just a tough, school's a tough thing, I think, for everybody. So we're seeing a lot of people get out um, of, of the field. And, uh, so I just, I think I want to congratulate you on, on having that mindset because I think that was really smart. Like if you like school right now, I would argue, you know, you're probably always going to like it. Um, so that's great. I just think that's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big investment to go to college and, try to get my bachelor's and then end up just not really liking it and then kind of being stuck with a job and college debt when it's just not something I enjoy. So I thought it'd be a good idea to get into something that doesn't require me to have a degree in anything and I can just sail along. And then also some, um, some schools, I'm not sure if Proctor does this, but some schools will pay for your education if you want to further it as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure what, you know, what your contract's like or whatever, but yeah, a lot of times if, if you make that request, um, yeah, schools, school systems will, will make the investment in you to further your education. And, you know, I think the, the piece of advice I'd give you is if you can find professional development or, um, or even college coursework that, uh, that would benefit you in your job now, but would also, help you in future pursuit of, uh, of a teaching license, that's the way to go because then, you know, your school district's going to want to spend the money cause it's going to, it's going to benefit them in the now, but it's also going to benefit you, you know, trying to, to further your own career. So it can be a win-win if you, if you play it right. Yeah, of course. So, so that's awesome. So what else is going on? I mean, we talked a lot about work, uh, you know, what else, what else is new with you? I mean, not very much, honestly. Um, trying to work up to getting a new car at the moment, um, which is another big investment to try to do, um, work for it. Actually, my dad would say that a car is not an investment because it only loses value. Exactly. (laughs) way to bring down the mood man well no but i know i know what you mean but you know yeah cars are expensive but um a 
a poor investment because they own they only lose value whether you buy them new or used. But a necessity, you know, just like the electric bill, that would be a poor investment too. But you need lights on. It is a necessity. I mean, how do you come back from that, Phil? (laughs) Well, that's cool. So, what kind of car do you want to get? Anything that runs, honestly. Good call. Um, I drive a pretty old car right now, so. Gotcha. But it's A to, it's a to B, right? It's not very good in the wintertime, and having a two-wheel drive in the winter in Vermont is not the greatest. And when I was working up in Killington, I drove it, and I got stuck one night, had to sleep in Killington in my car, which was not the greatest. Oh, God. Morgan, great idea. Get a horse. Get a horse. <laughs> No, you want to talk about a bad investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, so, okay, so that's cool. Um, so you, you did, I know I'm right back to work. That's so me, but I want to know, I want to know a little bit about the restaurant thing. You know, you're talking to two guys that spent um, significant time in the restaurant industry here. So, uh, so much time. How was your, yeah. how was your, uh, how was your time at, in that industry and and i mean obviously you you did make the decision to move on so yeah um during the pandemic it was so i was originally working at a subway when covid first hit um and i worked straight through it um i worked there for a little over a year and at that point i was just you know i got offered a job up at um sushi yoshi <laughs> as a busser no. and um a hostess which it had its benefits it was nice having the I got 10% of waitresses tips which was nice um it was just long days it was going to school for six hours in the day and then going to work until 11 o'clock at night and it was like that almost every day of the week um it was a lot of time on your feet and just not It's not like I don't like working with the public, but there are some points where it's not the greatest. (laughs) That's how I got after a while. Yeah, of course. I mean, eventually you just want to get out of the service industry for like, once you get your time, you get kind of a respect for the people that do it. And then you're like, all right, I'm good. Let's do something I actually want to do. Yeah, it was just pretty much to pay the car insurance and stuff like that. But um, I did work at the foundry after there for a while. And the one experience that I loved from there was I got to bust a table for Michael Douglas. Wow. Which was pretty really? cool. I got to pour his water and his daughters. It was really, really cool. So. Michael Douglas was at the foundry, huh? Yeah, it was really cool. And he acted like he wasn't worth a lot of money, which was, it's kind of weird seeing Hopefully a famous up until person. the tip, right? It, I, 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 I kind of peeked over. It wasn't the greatest, but. Uh, oh, wow. We're getting the dirt on Michael Douglas. Scat. Yeah. Scat. He had an Ant-Man sized tip. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was expecting it to be like a crazy, like, oh my gosh. No, not, not the greatest, but. You didn't tip the bill, huh? Yeah. It's just kind of cool seeing a famous person like that, just acting normal you know, and just being out with their family. It was his son and his daughter with him. Neat. Wow. So. Were, they there so for like, cool. were they there for the brunch? 
they were there for dinner. I'm not sure if they were up. I don't know what they're up there for. I think they have a house in Killington. I want to say, I'm not sure though. That doesn't surprise me to be honest. Love, love the brunch at the foundry. It's delicious. Never been. Still do it. Oh, Hmm. yeah, it's very good. I had some kind of, um, like uh prime rib benedict last time i went unbelievable something weird yeah it was really good i call it Um, what's that i call it weird food up there (laughs) yeah it's you know it's a little fancy there but i don't know it's a good place they get they get live music sometimes i don't know Brittany and i enjoy it to the foundry Live music was Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, I think. Sometimes Tuesday nights, occasionally, but. Yeah, it's nice. Sounds like a lot of fun. Some days, some nights were long and just wanting to get out there. And especially in the wintertime working up there, it's not fun when you have, like, not the greatest car, so. Oh, right, of course. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. So more they don't plow that road very well, so. <laughs> yeah. I also believe that. Yeah, yeah, Killington can be a little rough. We got stuck in Killington one night. We were lucky enough to be able to back back off the mountain and go find a hotel to sleep in. But yeah. Yeah. So okay. So Morgan, I have to ask you, um, what was it like being a, a high school student during the pandemic? I think you're the first person we've had on there that we could really ask that. You know, it was pretty difficult. Um, when it switched to remote. It's more of, because when, you, when you're at school, you can't really get out of it, get out of being in a class. You kind of just get caught. Um, when you're at home, it's a lot harder to log on. And um, sometimes you have bad internet and you would get in trouble for not being on. Or sometimes you just have a doctor's appointment, but then they think, oh, you know, she's just slacking off because she can. Um, but it's it was very difficult trying to not be right there not have them showing you what to do you're trying to explain it to they're trying to explain it to you without having visuals so it's it's not the easiest um because I did it for my junior year and my senior year um my senior year was a little better um I was in person every other day um and then I ended up halfway through the year going to Grove Street which is the two hour a day school which they were all day or they were um every day there so I got to go to school every day which was a very um rewarding thing to be able to do and you know a lot of kids didn't have that option but I think honestly that's the only reason I would have passed because it was not easy I believe that yeah it must have been nice though it must have it must have been almost like a sigh of relief because that's probably the closest thing you had to a normal uh school year was going to there I'm guessing yeah Wow. Yeah. Grove Grove Street's a pretty cool program for what I understand. Um, It's an amazing program. Honestly, you had a lot of uh, a lot of choice, right. In sort of what you were doing. Um, It's not necessarily that it's so you'll get like a contract at the beginning of the week and it'll tell you all the things you have to complete and you'll have about 30 minutes um, a day. So you have like this class at this time for 30 minutes and you can work on whatever you have to work on. It's very, um, you're responsible for it. So your teachers aren't going to track you down for it. If you don't get it done, you're doing it the next week and you're just keep falling behind and it's not like you can just get rid of it. Um, 
and it's just your own personal time doing it. And you, you have to be really good with your time management skills. Yeah, man, that is, uh, that's a lot like the real world. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I liked about it. I don't say that about school very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it rarely you know, is. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I think that's a lot like, you know, working a job, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that is, that's pretty cool. And a lot of the students that go there do school for two hours and then go to work. That's another good um, opportunity about going there is you can still work almost a full-time job if you wanted to and be going to school. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's really good. Not many. And, and I, I, I think that's going to slowly become kind of the way of, of the higher education institutions where if it's not a, it's, if, you know, one institution doesn't have like a, a flexible schedule, like for, you know, full-time students, then there'll be another school right next door that has that option for people that are going through different programs or, you know, work a lot more or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just with how expensive school is getting too, which again, I commend you for doing what you're doing now without having to go and spend all that money. Phil uh, talked about it earlier, but it is really cool that the the schools let you do kind of do things like that because not everyone can just get that traditional college experience where they're going and, you know, going to class and then just parting it up. It's so that's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's another story really of perseverance here a little bit, isn't it, Morgan? Because mm-hmm. I think you struggled a little bit with the, you know, with the remote learning and you were able to navigate your way into a different program that, you know, ultimately helped you graduate from high school, which is how you landed in the gig you're in now. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, my senior year at the beginning of my senior year, I was, um, seriously thinking about dropping out because it was, it was difficult and not something I wanted to do. And if I ended up doing that, I wouldn't have the job I do now, even if I did go and get my GED, it's not, not a lot of places will hire you without a high school diploma. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it would have complicated things with the with the paraeducator piece. And then your student wouldn't have this awesome young lady working with him. I know he's so cute. Sometimes sometimes he'll if I leave him for a second, he'll start crying and he'll miss me. And it's really sweet. How old is he? Nice. Um, He's 11. Very cool. So fifth grade. Yes. Yep. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, uh. Morgan, before we get into our second game, something we like to ask our guests, um, are you reading anything good, watching anything good? Are you listening to anything good? Uh, Do you have any, you know, podcast, music, book, TV, movie recommendations for uh, Mike and I and our listeners? I have a really good show I just started. It's on Hulu. Um, It's actually, it's called Baby Daddy. And it's a really good show it's about um this i'm guessing 20 year old guy um and his brother and his best friend moved into his par- apartment and not even about five minutes later there's knock at his door and he is left with a baby at the door that is apparently his and he has to raise it with his brother and his best friend and it's, it's a very funny show wow that was definitely way better sounding than I thought it was when you first told me the title. 
I thought it was going to be like one of those like 90 day fiance type shows. And I was just like, oh boy, no, that sounds, no, it's, it's, it's really funny. It's a really good watch. Sounds awesome. rewarding. Yeah. That's we'll great. have to check it out. All um, right. Uh, Mike, do you have our, I'm sorry, Morgan, did you have another recommendation? I didn't mean to cut you nope. off. Oh, nope. Okay. You're right. Mike, do you want to uh, tell us what we're getting into for our second game here? Uh, sure. Um, going going basic here. Uh, nothing too too special, but uh, I thought it was if I was a mode of transportation, what would I be and why? I don't. I think I think that's a great one. All right, good. I'm glad because I was like, uh, I couldn't think of anything like super out there, but uh, if you guys think it's good, well, then I feel better. Never apologize up front. Good. I never will now, ever, for anything. <laughs> All right. Ever again. I definitely have one. All right. Go ahead. Um, I am. I'm a train. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what I would have guessed for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't move super fast, um, but. It is, you know, I think I, I, I think I'm a pretty pleasant person. And that's what I think of. Like, if I think of, if I had to, if I had to go a, an extremely long distance and, and time wasn't a factor, uh, I'd, I'd want to take a train. I wouldn't want to drive. I wouldn't want to fly. I'd want to take a train. Trains are, trains are a lot of fun. And, you know, planes can kind of be like a party, but, um, train rides in my experience are are very much sort of a, a social hangout um so i i don't know i love taking train rides and i think i'm i'm definitely a train and i mean obviously you know back in the day you didn't want to get caught on the tracks either so uh, yeah, i'll throw, I'll throw that more. out there as well yeah that's the one i was leaning i was as someone that was been in front of those tracks to practice a few times it was, <laughs> And if it goes off the rails, then my God, oh, the humanity. Yeah. Plus, that's a great song by Ozzy Osbourne, man. I used to love listening to Crazy Train. Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah. Football. So, yeah, I'm all about train. I'm all in on train. Okay. Uh, Morgan, do you want to go or would you like me to go first while you give you some time to think of more? I can go. Um, go ahead. So, mine would probably be a hot air balloon. Wow. That's such a good one. That is a great one. And my reasoning behind it would be that I kind of started at the bottom and I wasn't really knowing what I wanted to do in life. And I'm just going to keep going up and up and up and up. Wow. That's incredible. Awesome. That might be one of the best answers we've ever gotten. Yes. I feel honored. <laughs> you should. Uh, I am going to go with, I am a motorcycle. Ooh. Okay. Cause I'm compact growing up i was all about speed and style and uh a lot of, they're a lot of fun a lot of fun but they can be dangerous at times so you got to be careful you can't yes. overdo it you can't overdo it i would have envisioned a pirate ship for you because of the <laughs> yes. yes that's Morgan. also a good one damn she, not only did she have a good one for herself she had a good one for me too <laughs> yeah i i would have uh i would have really probably died laughing mike if you had said pirate ship <laughs> <laughs> that was great 
Yeah, that was that was a good one, Morgan. Thank I I, sh I should switch my answer now, but um, all right. I want to know who was right though. But I do too. I do too. So, Morgan, why don't you just review those three choices that you gave us, and then tell us what the answer was? Okay, so the first one was that I'm a member of the 251 Club. Um, the second one was that I've never been on a plane. And the third was that I'm related to the famous person that took the popular picture of the Lake Champlain monster champ. So the lie is that I'm a member of the 251 Club. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice. That is the lie. Um, uh, yeah, I've never been on a plane. And um, the, pic the picture of champ, that is my great aunt Sandy, actually. Wow. So well I done, actually, Mike. She passed away a little while ago, and I got to go up and see her. And she had the picture, not the original, but she had the picture, and she signed it for me, and I keep it in my room. So oh, that's super so cool. cool. That's so cool. But I'm I think glad, the original I'm glad was that, that wasn't the lie. I believe. Yeah, me too. That's so, so how many towns have you been? Yeah. To? You know, I was thinking that, and I, I think maybe a hundred or so. I had a feeling I, it's, I knew it was going to be one of those ones where like, you were like, you've done like all like the Southern side, you just got to finish up the North or something like that. Actually, no, I, I've been pretty much a, along the whole trek. Um, been to a lot. I went to a town um, this week called Moncton. I didn't know that was a place. Oh yeah. I worked there one summer. You would. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was a thing. Moncton, Moncton Vermont, but apparently Moncton it is. Ridge. Yep. That is insane. Um, but I, so I, I think it's more say, of the I east think, side. Yeah, I think I have probably less than 50 to go. If I were to chart it out, I think there's probably, you know, whatever number of towns up in the Northeast Kingdom, and maybe maybe there's some up Northwest. Um, I got to be less than 50 away, though. I've been to a lot of towns i think i have yeah. pretty much the entire south and the entire middle part of the state covered and then you got to think about the ones you've driven through too because that also counts is driving through them because you've technically right. been there so it's hard to think about yeah no i think yeah i think if i ever sat down and actually figured it out i i'd be pretty darn close yeah because it is an actual club in vermont is the 251 club that's really cool what a great like way to get people to visit like every single town, like check out Vermont tourism, like smart, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many amazing towns in Vermont that you wouldn't even realize. Right. I feel like every time I visit a new town in Vermont, I like fall in love with it. Cause it's, you know, they're all, they all have their own charm and they all have that, little village store and yeah they're all so different yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean i, I so for example i don't know if i'd ever like i don't think i'd ever been to grafton um, actually I, I hit quite a few towns kind of in that area probably for the first time this past summer uh, we had a retreat for work in grafton vermont i'd never been there and grafton vermont is I can't even explain it. I don't think it's, it's like, it's out of a movie. Um, yeah. Every, you know, the whole, the whole town pretty much is, is owned by this uh, Wyndham foundation 
And so every single building, it, it feels like almost every building in the village has like the same um, sign on the front and is like labeled uh, what, you know, what that place is. And there's like, you know, all these different things and they all have the same label and everything's so clean and neat. And it's almost like, it's like a Vermont town resort. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, that's my aside. Um, so Morgan, this has been too much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. And thank yeah, you. And thank you seriously for, for what you're doing every day. You know, like I said, a, a lot of people are, are choosing, you know, kind of not to do it anymore right now. And so the fact that you're getting into it and liking it um, is, is super exciting. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's definitely a challenge, but it's, it's a good challenge and it's very rewarding to see his face every day and to see him figure out things and know that I'm one of the reasons that he is succeeding. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Well, you just, you know, you just keep reminding yourself of that when, when it is more challenging. Yeah. And there are a couple of days where you have a, a breakdown, but I feel like everyone has those and there are challenging days, but just keep pushing through. Absolutely. Great mindset. I love it. All right. Well, Mike, what do you think? Is it time to say goodbye? I think it's about that time. Well, thank you again, Morgan. Thank you to all of our listeners for being with us again on this uh, lovely day. We, we hope you have a great one wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Stay positive, everybody. <laughs>